0: Welcome everyone, we are here today for episode four of our new podcast interview series entitled Shreveport Bozier My City, My Community, My Home. And today I have a very special guest, Ms. Ananya Bhatia. Um, this is the first time that I've interviewed someone um, of... Ananya's age, so this is going to be super interesting. Ananya, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate you agreeing to come sit down with us. Thank you. So generally, I don't start an episode with a guest bio, simply because I expect the bio to emerge through the discussion. But your bio is so extensive and impressive that I would like to begin with at least the high points. You are currently a junior at Caddo Magnet High. You are president of Girl Up, the founder of Caddo Magnet High's chapter of the Ted Ed Student Talks Program, secretary of National Honor Society, service coordinator of Key Club, vice president of UNICEF, community outreach chair for Teen Advisory Committee of Northwest Louisiana, active member of Model United Nations, and a member of the Legislative Youth Advisory Council. You were accepted to the School of the New York Times where you had the opportunity to grow your interest in journalism and international affairs. And you have played violin for 11 or so years. Mm -hmm. So we have a long history in Shreveport-Bosier of exporting many of our community's best and brightest talents. They grow up here, go away to college, accumulate great knowledge, build powerful networks, and never return to live here. With all that said, would you ever consider living here after college? And if not, how would shreveport Bozier have to change from what you see today to be a place you would want to return to to live after college?
1: I think the city itself is great, like the community is great, I've been raised here, I moved here when I was two, so the city has raised me in itself. But when it comes to education here and the diversity here, it's lacking in a way. A lot of the community is divided, you know, if you look just around neighborhoods itself when you're driving around town, everything seems divided by either race or class. Um, A lot of things are divided by gender still. So I think those kind of barriers need to come down a lot, especially from a youth perspective. Um, And The idea of like our retention rates, okay? So kids going to college and then never returning. I could definitely see myself being one of those kids, but the more I've become invested in the community and growing the community, while I see myself maybe going to college out of state or even like somewhere like Tulane in state, There is that desire to build communities that are smaller, like Streetport is a very small community. It's like a home, it's like a family. Everyone preaches that, everyone believes that. But I think going out, learning more that you can bring in is helpful. It's just that the city itself, I don't know where to go, if that makes sense. Like, there's like a city council, there's like different leadership positions that one who goes and then comes back can take on. It's just a matter of do I want to go somewhere in like a big picture, like DC, New York? Do I want to venture out somewhere big and stay there? Or do I want to come back here? It's something I think I'll figure out in my future. But I think the idea of diversity and bringing up that new generation of leaders and activists is something that is very crucial to make other kids who are like me, who have the same beliefs as me, want to stay here.
0: So you're unusually involved. How did you become so service oriented? Who taught you or inspired you to be such an activist in your community?
1: A lot of it, so I went to Southfield School. So I went to a small private school growing up. And a lot of emphasis was put on community service, community involvement, working with different, like your friends, working with different families to like build something, work in the community. And then that translated into high school. But I think the biggest, impact for me was honestly just seeing kids who were older than me like i just never realized only now looking back like i was a junior in high school i realized wow like older kids have such an influence on younger kids in a way and so like i'm president of grow up now and that came from two girls who founded the club who taught me everything i know about activism taught me how to get involved in the community how to write emails that then go to here to there and so a lot of it came from seeing kids do things even on the news. Um, we recently just got pads and tampons for all of Caddo Parish, and that was seen first by looking at news, looking at articles, looking at what the youth is doing around the nation, around the world, and then building from that. So a lot of it is just influence from media, from social media especially, what, what is getting buzz, what's getting um, the next big thing, and then you take that and you're like, okay, how can I translate that into my community? Um, so right now we're trying to get pads and tampons for the city. So that's a very big activist central kind of mindset thing. But that came from me seeing like something on Instagram for CNN. Like they had posted that um, Ann Arbor, Michigan just got pads and tampons for their whole city. And they're the only city in the U.S. to have that now. Um, but that also came from girls in Ann Arbor wanting that, working with their city council. So a lot of it is just building from what we're learning from other communities um, and seeing
0: what's on social media, on. So let's talk hypothetically for a second. You're in Washington, DC for a national Ted Ed student talks conference, and you're having lunch with a group of students from the East Coast who have never heard of shreveport Bozier. They say, Ananya, what's it like where you live? What do you tell them?
1: Hmm, I think I'd say that it's very small. When I think of Shreveport, I think of growing up here, I know that whenever I go out, wherever I go out, I see someone I know. I go to Target, I see someone I know. I go to Rhino, I see someone I know. And an element of that is great. And that's why I love Shreveport, because just, you just know your community so well. You know everything inside and out. And when you go to bigger East Coast cities, they don't, they don't have that luxury. It's genuinely a luxury to me to be able to have that kind of family sense wherever I go and feel safe wherever I go. Um, So I think I'd tell them that, but then I think I'd also tell them that the diversity here is very lacking and that the kind of resources they have on the East Coast seem better. And an element of that, they might not actually be better. You know, we don't know. I don't know. I I don't live in the East Coast. But I think that when we have an idea here in Shreveport, it can take forever for it to actually get implemented. It can get very bogged down in the process, so I'd tell them that, and then I'd also honestly ask them what it's like when their ideas are met with such like, benefits in a way. Like kids on the East Coast seemingly to me have more of an upper hand when it comes to their ideas, whether it be like climate change, diversity, the LGBTQ community. Like they just seem like more on a higher level than we are. And when you're in a smaller city, it's like you almost have to fight for everything that you want, like, everything you want to get pushed forward. And so I think I'd ask them that and, and tell them our experiences here.
0: So let's, let's continue talking hypothetically. You become good friends with one of the students you meet at the TED Ed Student Talks Conference. And he or she makes a trip to Shreveport Bozier to come and see you. They're only in town for one full day. What all do you show, or where all do you go to give him or her a feel for your community? Well, that's a good question.
1: Uh, I think I'd start by going to Rhino. It's a classic.
0: Rhino on Piedmont or Rhino downtown?
1: Rhino Piedmont. Okay.
0: Um,
1: then, hmm, maybe honestly go for a drive. I feel like the city is so beautiful, the houses we have, um, and I didn't realize that until I started driving. Like when you're a kid, you're just being driven around, but when sure. you like actually start driving, it's like amazing, and you're like unlocking all these things, and you really realize how special and pretty the city is. I think I'd show them all the architecture we have, all the southern charm, front porches, um, and then definitely go to Don's Garden. I think it's important to show like the local side of businesses. It's something you cannot really—I mean, you might find in bigger cities, but it's really hard to find. And in Truth for it, we have an abundance of it. You know, I come from a local restaurant family, so I'd stop at Dance and then stop at um, Indigo, which is my father's restaurant and my family's restaurant, and definitely introduce them to Indian food. Um, and Then see where we would go for dessert. I'm a very food-oriented person, and I think Shreveport has a lot of good food. Go maybe right next door to the Bobo Place, Um, and then I think Norton. It's something that only recently I've come to really appreciate. Like, it's a place that you can just kind of get out, um, and let's see. Honestly, I think I want to take them to all the different schools, like take them to bird take them to Magnet, let them see. Because there's a lot of difference in each high school, and you can really get the community aspect like of each high school from just looking at it. Um, so I think I do that. And then, oh, where will we go for dinner? Hmm. I don't I'm not sure. Maybe Superior. I feel like that's a real classic. Just taking them to that classic Shreveport niche place. is something like that.
0: So, fast forward two years, you're hundreds, maybe thousands of miles away off at college. What are the things you miss most about your community when you're away from it?
1: I think I miss definitely, okay, when you come from like a family, local, business oriented, Background. I think that's what I miss most. Like, I love going to the restaurant and seeing different people from our community. Because when you, when you, when you're working in a restaurant or any public space like that, like even the squad, like you're seeing so many different people come in. And so when you're in a college space, you probably are getting clouded like you know, just using the college space. And I think I really miss just getting to go to places and know someone there, and that aspect of the community and being familiar with the people around you, especially when you're coming from a small place and going to a large place, like even if I go to a camp or something, you immediately feel a little bit of an imposter syndrome, which I don't get here in Shreveport because I feel at home and I feel safe. And an element of that is healthy to get out to explore, but I think I miss feeling so secure with my surroundings and with myself like I do here in Shreveport.
0: So as you look around the shreveport bossier community, what are the things you see that make you most hopeful that life is getting better here and that we're making progress as a community
1: i think it's honestly looking at like my peers like within our school especially there's been this really like uplifting youth activist spirit that's coming up um there's kids at school board meetings there's kids working with city council people to push legislation there's people working at teen court the juvenile system like there's such an uplifting of youth voice that's happening. I mean, Two years ago, there was a whole climate change protest planned by kids who went to my school. But like, that kind of stuff is what we see in the news projected to us every day in the media. And it's just being really uplifted and really coming up now, and that's just incredible to me. Uh, because especially in the South, it's really been difficult to find like-minded people who are trying to push like agendas, genuine genuine agendas of like, this is what we need to do to reform our city, this is how we need to be better. Um, So that kind of uplifting youth voice that's coming up is really huge to me, and it's something that gives me a lot of hope. And then it's also a lot of adults in our community who are really starting to listen to the youth, which is incredible. They're like sitting down with us, they're talking to us, they're mentoring us, um, to make sure that we do come back and that we feel that we have a place here because I think with a lot of the talent and like a lot lot that we've lost is we just Louisiana in general has really bad retention rates because everybody wants to go up north now Um, and I think that finding something to cling on to either an issue a person a cause has been big and it's giving a lot of hope to not just me but to a lot of the youth who are graduating going to college so
0: So who are some of those adults that are that are receptive to to your peers and to you and talk about some of those people in the community. And also, where do you think that started? You you, you talk about your peers getting more involved in the community. What was the genesis of that and who who started that or who do you you credit with um, kind of the beginnings of that in our community?
1: I think when it comes to adults, there's a couple people on the school board who have been really attentive. Um, At Magnet, now we have a very open-minded principal but we didn't before um, and with that i think having an open-minded principal and going to an open-minded school like Magnet, we have teachers um, i have teacher mr Medlin, who's very close to me who's our sponsor for girl up and he's the one who's like okay you should contact this person you should contact that person um there's a little bit for fuller on the city council who just um got rid of the peak tax for Shreveport, so things like that, they're being receptive to those ideas. There's Clay Walker for the juvenile court system who's being very receptive. Um, so there's a lot of people out there and on the adult side who are receptive and I think it starts with like finding that bond between the adult and the kid, um, like just being genuine. A lot of kids are scared of adults because you feel like, oh, I can't talk to them, they're not going to some ideas. But those adults who are really out there looking is really helpful. And then on the kids' side, I'd say that the Youth Voice really came up like maybe two or three years ago with the um, kids who planned the climate change rally. day. then, um, there was Gretchen Upton, who's one of the girls who founded um, Girl Up, and she was incredible in like moving forward and teaching. She had that aspect of teaching others how to do legislation, how to write legislation, how to branch out, which is a skill that we need in college, but we also can now apply today. And that was really incredible. So again, that like learning from older kids. Um, then honestly, looking online has been huge and finding kind of inspiration from there to then take back into our community, finding people in our community who are working on the same topics that we're passionate about and then bringing that back into our community. So both on the youth side and the adult side, and then navigating who you can trust on both sides, if that makes sense. When it comes to the youth, we found. Like groups of kids who are like really policy driven, and there's groups of kids who are really STEM driven, but both can equally help our community in a way, and so that's been really interesting to navigate and figure out. And is this
0: cross schools, or is just is this just at Ketamagnet or is there is there an effort or, or uh, an initiative that is being worked on? From from your peers at multiple different schools in the in the community.
1: I mean, I've I've met with kids from Berg who have been really passionate about certain things, and everyone's really showing up no matter what school you go to. Like if you find the cause, especially social media connects all of us really fast, um, sometimes healthy, sometimes unhealthy. But that aspect of being easily accessible is really there, and I've seen other kids come. But I think that MAGA kids are definitely driving it, if that makes sense. There's just because we're around each other all the time and magnet fosters that culture of creativity a lot more. Also, our culture is very different from other schools, and not necessarily in a great way, but not necessarily in a bad way, you know, it's just different. And so that aspect of that creativity being focused, and also we don't have this big focus, so we have more of a academic focus. And so we're constantly around each other, constantly talking to one another. It's just what we, it's just what we do. And then we're talking
0: about policy and everything. All right, so we've gotten to the end. I've got my final question for you. And we've covered this a little bit, but what's the community you'd want to see here? Describe and and, and draw us a picture of the ideal community through Ananya's Mm -hmm. eyes.
1: I think one that is much more Inclusive from the start. I think that even growing up here, you know, I'm brown, so I grew up in private school. That too. So there was just one. There was just one of me, you know. So and of course, I can't ask like millions of other brown kids to show up, you know. But having that aspect of feeling secure within yourself from that from the start, from when you're a kid, is so important. And I think not having that security is maybe why why, like another reason why I want to push activism, why I want to do certain things, because you're trying to foster inclusivity. So a community that from the beginning of kids' education is equal, I mean, if you look at all the, all the lower schools, they're not equal, their funding isn't equal. Nothing's really equal in the city yet. And so I think first starting at that level of preschool education, lower school education, making sure that's equal, making sure that's inclusive, making sure there's no Racial barriers based on where you go to school is so important because kids also need to be so much more exposed to one another and one another's beliefs, one another's ideas, their financial backgrounds from that start, and gaining that level of empathy when you're a kid is really important. And kids can't do that themselves. Like when you're five, you you can't like magically learn empathy. So having adults really focus and hone in on finding diversity and inclusivity in schools is huge. And then. Mm-hmm. I think also fostering that as you grow up in high school we're pushing stem we're pushing math we're pushing you know science and everything but we're not learning about our legislators we're not learning about policy we're not learning about the latest bills and doing that in a way that's not partisan not like object like just not subjective but objective I think is really important because kids become so much more involved in their community if they just know what's going on and especially like, at other schools like that are not magnet where kids aren't talking to other kids about this stuff is so important because it just opens your eyes and like even if you have a certain belief you can just respect others you learn all of those things all of those skills which then turn back into you helping your community whatever your cause is whatever you want to do you are educated enough to where you know where to go what needs to be changed what you believe like you just fortify all of those thoughts yourself. So I think that's really important when it comes to, like, the youth and, like, growing from that lower school to the middle school to the high school. And I think also just making sure that everything's accessible to everyone. There's just so many things that can feel closed off to certain groups of people. Um, a lot of parent to adult things get, how do I explain, mm-hmm. like, kids with connections can get more ahead in this city very much easier. Um, than others, and so making sure that that's alleviated, but things like that, just the, the systemic, there's a lot of systemic issues within the city, and I think fixing those through an earlier education level would be good.
0: Great. Thanks so much for being with us today, and um, just such a, it's refreshing. It's, um, it's, it, it's, 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 it's almost a challenge visit with you it's almost a challenge for all of us that live here in this community to look at the community and say okay are we doing enough we need to do more Um, so thanks for sharing your perspective really appreciate you being here and uh, I know you've inspired me today and I know you will inspire many others out there so keep doing what you're doing thank you absolutely